Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show, which is now in its 12th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8pm on Community Radio Station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a recorded interview, first played on the 5th of April 2019 by Ian Salick with Etta Williams, President of the Rotary Club of Yarra Bend in District 9800. This is 94.1 FM, 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and you're listening to the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show with Ian Salick, right through until 8 o'clock tonight. Now it's my great pleasure to welcome to the 94.1 FM, 3WBC microphone, yet another dedicated Rotarian in District 9800. Edda Williams. Edda is the current president of the very passionate Rotary Club of Yarra Bend and her year in the role of president finishes in June this year, 2019, so it's timely to get an update on how she feels the club has travelled in this Rotary year to date. Edda, a very warm welcome to you and thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for the invitation, Ian, and it's always a pleasure to talk about my wonderful club. I can understand that fully <laughs> because it is a wonderful club. Now, Edda, before we talk about the various roles and your current work at the Rotary Club of Yarra Bend, let's find out a little bit about you. Are you a Victorian? I was born in Melbourne, lived and worked in Melbourne for most of my career, but I did live in the Northern Territory in a remote community for about five years. Oh, how interesting. Whereabouts in the Northern Territory? A little place called Groot Island. Oh, well, yes, well, well heard of, yes. <laughs> yes. And what were you doing there? Well, my then husband was in mining, so he was involved in the manganese mine and I taught at the local area school. So that dovetailed very well, I suppose, it at did. the time. Very it good. Did. How long were you there for? Almost five years. Gosh, hot. Hot, humid. Humid. Dusty. No, not so much dust, dusty, but certainly cyclones and weather and oh, you poor all sorts thing. Of what things. about the facilities at Groot Island? <laughs> Fabulous facilities. Were they? Yes. Were they? Provided yes. by the mining company? By the mining company. We had everything. We had squash courts, netball courts, tennis courts, swimming pool. And plenty of air conditioning, I hope. Aircon, yes, absolutely. Good, good, good. Now, Edda, tell us a little bit about your profession. Trained as a primary teacher in the early 70s and have spent most of my career as a practicing classroom teacher. But I've also done some teacher librarian work, some um, administrative corporate work, project management, corporate library, dipped my toe into a few different things. And that's a very broad spectrum. And I, I see from your CV that you provided me that you were an office administrator uh, for BHP. Yes, I did that for a little while in their share department. How interesting. <laughs> Was that based in Melbourne? Obviously? In Melbourne, in, in Glenferry Road, Hawthorne. Oh, how wonderful. Uh, and uh, in later life, you say you were project manager uh, after what you call a late graduate diploma as a, <clears throat> a librarian. Yep. Um, well, not too late in life because I still <laughs> regard you as pretty young, Edda. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you call late in life. I'm late in life. I'm 70, but you don't look late in life at all. And tell, tell us, when did you first hear about Rotary? I think Rotary has always been an awareness because whenever you drive through any country town, there's always that 
the park is provided by Rotary or this rotunda is provided by Rotary. So Rotary has always been in country regions. Very much so. Very visual, isn't it? Very visual in the bush. They are very present. Um, CBD, Rotary, you don't hear about them much. You don't. I think we hide uh, uh, under a bushel a little bit uh, in terms of what we could do. This program is aiming to obviously increase that awareness, but country towns really do seem to have a bridge or a park or a playground very prominently displayed with the Rotary wheel and Mm. logo, and I think we need to do more about it in Melbourne. But I'm sure you'll tell us in a moment that your club is working very hard to accomplish that. Edda, how long have you been in Rotary for? I was approached by Bob Lambert, who I had been on a netball committee with about four years ago. Uh, I know he's a very good member of the Rotary Club of Yarra Bend. In fact, the Rotary Club of Glenferry nearly snared Bob, but uh, he was attracted to the other club because of working relationships. So uh, he'd be a very good mentor. Was he your first mentor? Uh, Absolutely, yes. And what motivated you in the first place to join Rotary, Edda? It's a matter of timing, isn't it? Uh, It is. uh, It is a matter of timing. Uh, Tell us why the catalyst was there at the time you joined. I had finished teaching and when you are in in a school community, you are in a community and you work with with and around that community and, and you know all of the issues and problems and you're a part of that solution and process. So once I'd finished teaching, I missed my community. And Rotary was not a substitute for it, but it was an adjunct, obviously, to something that you'd been doing in a school sense. Not so much, but it did provide me another avenue into working with community. A lot of the time people come from a background where they've been in scouts or they've been in some sort of movement, they've helped with Red Cross even at a very early age, Mm -hmm. and that is the catalyst for them to be part of Rotary. In your instance, you were working within a school environment, but what did you first do when you when you got to Rotary? Oh, there's, a, there's so much to learn when you get to Rotary, to learn about the structures, the people, the roles, the scope of Rotary, their core beliefs. There is so much information to absorb and then work out how we can, together as a group, make a difference. It's a very well-run organisation, isn't yes, it? It's not absolutely. A, it's not casual. No. It's very intent. It's very purposeful. Yes. It goes about its work in a very trained way. And I, I, I know that you're going to talk about your presidency shortly, or I'm going to ask you about it, but you do a lot of training. Tell us a little bit about Yarra Bend as a club. As a club, we've celebrated our 30-year anniversary last year and produced a wonderful book detailing all the the highlights and lowlights of the progress of the club. We're small. Currently we have 16 members, so it's it's difficult to allocate roles on an equitable basis. It's more of a rotational basis than anything. Yes. And so when you don't have the numbers behind you to form subcommittees, it can be a great time load on the members. Very much so. With your 16 members, people are probably doing dual roles within Rotary and community service, club service, international service. And of course, more than often, uh, I'm sure 
that some of your members have been president on a number of occasions. In fact, I'm aware <laughs> of one that may have done it three times. So you are really looking for new members to inject uh, uh, some new blood into your club, aren't you? Yes, it's not just the new blood, it's the new energy. It's the new vision, new purpose. It's a, a, a realignment of where we're heading and what we're doing. And have you got a good cross-section of members in your 16 members in terms of uh, women and men within the club and from different professions or backgrounds? Certainly the backgrounds are varied. Uh, the gender diversity is not such a strong point. We only have three females in the group. Well, that's this year, but undoubtedly you'll be working on that to oh, get that balance a little there, more... Uh, there is a more, plan. More even. <laughs> good, good. Um, tell me, uh, where do you meet? We meet at the Amora in Richmond, which is opposite the Bridge Hotel, on Wednesday evenings at 6.30 for a 7pm meeting start. Now, is that every Wednesday evening, or do you vary sometimes? We have just, just instigated a, a whole new meeting cycle where we, we had got into the habit of having dinner meetings every week and it was a very relaxed and comfortable way to do things. But we as a group decided that we wanted to do something different so we have a four weekly cycle of meetings where we have a working meeting that is all club matters focused one week. We then have an events planning meeting where we can open as a group the discussion about the events that we are working on. We also have an activity evening where we go out and do something or bring an activity into the, the meeting room to complete. And the fourth one is a speaker meeting where we have someone in to speak to us. That's an excellent sort of a, a diversity of uh, activities within a club. And I like the idea of doing something, a dedicated project evening. Is that what you do? What sort of things yes. have you done, for instance? Um, so the op shop had, uh, the Q Rotary op shop had hundreds of books, new books donated from Tom's bookshop that was closing, and they needed to be sorted. So... Did you go there? No, you... no, it was all done in the space of half an hour, a couple of phone calls and a couple of emails, all the books were delivered to the Amora. Goodness gracious, into the hotel. Into the and, hotel. And there was a sort out meeting, wasn't and there? And that night we, I put some signs up what the four groups were and we all had a great talk at time about sorting books and discussing the fabulous titles that were in there, Brain Surgery at Home. <laughs> and not the sort of bedside reading for the average Rotarian. No, not but, at all. <laughs> uh, but uh, a lot of fun doing those projects. What else have you done, for instance, that have been almost like an in-house project, I take it? Well, this is very new in the cycle, so we're still, we're still finding our rhythm. Uh, we have a movie night next week. Oh, there's, there's so great it's a social enjoyment. night. Yes, great enjoyment. Um, I've spoken to uh, the lady who runs the food packaging group from Canterbury. Yes, she I thought wants, you might say that. Yes. She wants to have some stickers put on bags, so we'll help her out with that. So it's, it's on an as-needs need, as basis, what we find. It's very, very practical and a great idea. Absolutely. I'm sure you would agree that in, in Rotary people want to have hands-on projects to yes. do. It's not all about the camaraderie and the social activity, which is very nice, but it's not the main aim of the game. No. Uh, it is to do no. project work, uh, be it working at a farmer's yep. market or packing up foodstuffs or sorting books or whatever yes. it is. So I think that's very practical and very, very wise and a good thing to do as a club. Now, Etta, just returning to you, mm -hmm. uh, what sort of roles have you had in the club since you've been with... Uh, uh, Yarra Bend. 
So I was immediately placed as Youth Services Director, which I still hold because that liaison with youngsters is something obviously with my education background, very close course, to my heart. Yes, of course. So we um, off obviously offer all the, the leadership programs and science programs that Rotary offers to students at Q High. And I also have an affiliation with a netball club with whom I was involved for 25 years. And what's involved in what you put in your CV, a mentor training module? What are you actually doing in that area? So we have a, a training program that runs for two to three hours where we equip the group with the basic skills of mentoring because we believe that if a mentor program is going to go ahead, whoever is involved in that program has to have common language common understandings and a common approach to the mentoring. So that's what our training program covers. And you head that up in your club, you're the, Matt, the leader of yeah, that Yeah, Matt Pollard and I deliver that program. Yeah, Matt, a previous president of the Rotary Club of Yarraben. Well, I can see already that a number of names that you're mentioning who have been in roles at Yarraben are doing good work still. Oh, yes. I suppose one thing about having a smaller membership is that everybody needs to be active in the club and do things. Maybe it's Indeed. repeating a role that they've had, as Indeed. you have, yes. but at least it's activity and it's doing yes. good work in the community. What role have you found the most fulfilling in your various guises to date? In, in, in Rotary or out of Rotary? Well, no, in Rotary. In Rotary. The presidency has certainly been challenging. It one you know you start the the rotary year with a, a lot of ideals and hopes and want things to happen but by the time you actually get into the rhythm of the year and realize that you need to bring people on board with you and there are processes in place that you need to follow things level out by the halfway through the year and then you have a long break and suddenly you're facing the end of your presidency year so you have to sort of start getting that enthusiasm charged up again and just reflecting and reviewing and revising to see what can be achieved in these final few months. And you're involved in some of these activities that Rotary is involved in as a district. Uh, I don't want to give the acronyms for them, but hmm. uh, uh, Rotary Youth Leadership, uh, yes. uh, Model United Nations. Yes. Uh, tell us about some of those activities that the club is involved with. Uh, the Q High usually provides students for the um, youth leadership camp for the year nines. We also have had uh, recipients accept invitation to the science experience in Canberra, which is just an astounding program that offers wonderful opportunity to anyone who has that mindset. Yes, very much so. Um, it, it's as we have had reported back to us, it's life-changing. It, it gives those students an opportunity to really focus on where they want to go in life. That's so fulfilling, isn't it? When Absolutely. you have young people come back, what we obviously have to do, I think, in Rotary, if I, if I can say this, is to garner those, uh, that interest of those young people so they return to Rotary. Yes. You often have, don't you, exchange yes. students going away. Yes. And they don't always come back into the Rotary fold. So yes. I think we've got to keep... Uh, ourselves very active in doing that after we've yes. been so much part of their lives and a very enjoyable part of their lives. I've never had, had a, a Rotary Exchange student, for instance, come back and say mm -hmm. they haven't enjoyed being part of the Rotary experience. No, that's true. And then for the, <coughs> the senior leadership group, as I said earlier, I was affiliated with a, a netball club for 
25 years. So I've gone back to the club and they have provided young women who are interested in those leadership programs. So we have a, a good diversity and good. there. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, a, a wonderful role to play <clears throat> with youth in a club. And yes. that is the future of Rotary. So anything yes. you're doing with that can be uh, very supportive of getting younger members into the club. Yes. Um, do you uh, do you have uh, a an interact or a, an early act uh, group at the moment? I know interact is for school secondary school children, and, and early act is for younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it something that the club may be interested in doing? It used to, I think, did it not? Uh, I'm involved? not aware of those programs, but we did have a Rotaract yes, club that you we did. Rotaract assisted to. Established, I think, with Hawthorne. I could be wrong. It, it was with Glenferry and Swinburne, I think. Uh, yes. Yes. And for various reasons, that didn't go the distance into its third year, I believe. Uh, I think that is correct because some of those students were transient in terms of their involvement was, at Swinburne. Yes. A lot of international students yes. were there. That, and it's that was one issue. But we did learn a lot from the process. It yes, wasn't just a lost so. cause, and the conversation is still open with Swinburne. Very much so. That's so. very positive. Uh, they're always indicating to us in this area, and I know Yarrabend is part of the Riverside cluster. Mm-hmm. Always indicating that they're willing to help, and students are willing to do that. And yes. as I say, looking for projects all the time to be involved with. Not only Rotarians looking for projects, but people outside looking for projects to become involved with. Yes. Uh, well, Edda, thank you for letting us getting to uh, know you a little bit better. Rotary Yarra Bend and you, I know, are doing some really good things to help the community and you're telegraphing that right now. Welcome back. We're talking with Edda Williams, the current president of the Rotary Club of Yarra Bend, who finishes her term as president uh, this year in June. And this year is flying by, so we thought we'd get an update on the club's activities uh, and what is planned ahead. Edda has told us of some of the club's activities, but you might like to just reiterate some of those and what are you planning to do in the remaining, what is it now, four to five <laughs> months, Edda, of your year's presidency? Uh, I've mentioned Bob Lambert before. Bob Lambert is the representative on Burundara Cares Foundation, which is a rotary association with council. So through Burundara Cares, Rotary can work with council to live to deliver programs, which is I think is a wonderful association. Um, some of the projects address social isolation, which even in Burundara is an issue, as is homelessness, men's health. The Chances Program offers scholarships to students who are financially disadvantaged and gives them the opportunity to fulfil their educational experience. The Burundara Family Network gives very practical support to young mums and young families during the time of adjustment when there's a newborn in the family. Um, Naturally, we also help out at Campbellwell Market, which is one of our fundraising activities. So there's a lot of talk about how to greet people and please give a donation. (laughs) That's the regular Sunday market (laughs) in the car park. regular Sunday market. uh, At the back of Burke Road. Yes, that runs from 7 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. every Sunday. So please come along. Pop your donation in the tin. Um, we're also involved with Swinburne University Student Services. Yes, you were mentioning uh, Swinburne before. Yes, so there are projects on a number of different levels and they, they are always expanding. At the moment, with 
uh, Hans Kalborg. We are looking to a mentoring program for students in the vocational service stream. So those talks are underway and Swinburne is very excited at being able to tap into a group of people who are prepared to give their time to assist these students. It's excellent stuff, real community work at a local level and that's so very important to attract the local community and to do things for the local community. What about your international projects, Edda? Internationally, uh, we have Isabel Armour, who has headed up our Nepal project, both in Kangal and Copan. We have the Bright Futures project, where a, a, a classroom was established that was a community centre. And in that community centre, they have developed a business for the women. They knit, they sew, and we sell their products at the Fair Trade uh, Shop in Kew. Uh, it's also provided clean water, toilet facilities. We were there after the Nepal earthquake to give support, which fortunately that town was spared. But it's an ongoing process, so we're now holding hands with the locals to start a, a chicken farm. So very good. You walk the talk, which is so good. Yes. So good. And that Nepal earthquake was just disastrous. And I'm yes. so pleased to hear that you were doing that. Yes, well, that's what Rotary does. You're on the ground to help people. You are, very much so. And are there any programs that you deliver that may be of benefit to others? Our big feather in our cap is, as I mentioned earlier, a mental training program. Mentoring is a skill that anybody can tap into, given the right language and the right approach. So I think these days, for a youngster to find a mentor to help them through those difficult processes in life, whether it's career processes or life processes, to have someone there who's a sounding board, who's not emotionally engaged with them. As a family member might Maybe. Yes. I think it's incredibly valuable to have that um, relationship to build. Very much so. And what are the ages of these children that you're dealing with? We can tap into any age. We've worked with uh, Brighton North, who were using the mentoring program to start a, um, a conversation with children at risk at the local high school, and they were looking at the younger end of the high school. We've obviously also done it at tertiary level and at um, adult level. At a risk from what, specifically? The school, unfortunately, has a very high incidence of child harm, self-harm, and they wanted to be in a position to avail themselves to kids to come to somewhere and just defuse, talk, be away from that environment that they found pressured. And did you find the youth opening up to the mentors? Do they do that when they're out of a usual environment? This is a very new program. It's really only been running weeks, so I've not had any feedback. But certainly the members of Brighton North were very grateful for the conversations and training that we had. Very, very good. And that's what you would hope, obviously, to encourage those people to yes. speak up, those mentorees to speak up yes. and be, feel more free, I suppose, uh, to, to interact yes. with somebody outside that uh, domestic environment they're in, and Absolutely. perhaps not as happily. Absolutely. And the, the good thing about the mentor training program is that can, it can be adapted to so many levels. So it's a core skill set that can be placed in many, many, many different situations. It's an excellent program. Yes. And I understand why you're talking about it as one of your 
major efforts, I can understand yes. it. So important. Edda, it's obviously been a very busy year for you, and uh, I know you learn as a president during your year. Mm -hmm. But a question that I always like to ask uh, as a president is in the second half of his or her year is, what would you like your club members to say about your year as president <laughs> when it finishes? Oh, what adjectives could I choose for them? <laughs> uh, it's been a challenging year and I think the biggest thing that has been introduced is open conversations, where we do open whole meetings. And as I said before, instead of having a dinner meeting, we have whole room just open discussions on what we're doing, where we're going. So it's not just a board meeting and a decision made at board level. There are times when everybody is engaged with the conversation and the decision-making process. Wholly involved in a forum-type environment, yes. but more casually uh, uh, enacted, I take it, within the meeting environment. Yes, so trying to ensure that everybody has a voice so that no one feels that it's a top-down decision-making process and things are thrust upon them, that they do have an active input into the club's direction. It's a very good idea. It's, a, it's a, not a democracy as long as the president has the last say. <laughs> it's very, very There's democratic. <laughs> and, I, and, and, I, and I like that idea. Uh, so that's what you've been doing. What are you personally going to do next year when you step out of the presidency? I take it with the size of your club, you may still continue to be on the board. <laughs> is, that, is that correct? Uh, and Brown very kindly accepted the offer or the question, would you please take over the reins next year? And she said, yes, I will, as long as you are secretary. Oh, so, that's what you'll be doing. Well, that's that very will, detailed. That is what I'll be doing. That's very detailed. But with your background, Edda, I would think you'd do that in a very, very positive and a very, very thorough way. Thank you. You couldn't and be with, a better person to start doing that. And with Anne Brown as mentor, I will, I'll be fine. She's a wonderful woman. She is, and I know she's been president before, yes, so she she'll has. do it with, uh, with great aplomb again. Indeed. Now, Edda, it all starts at the club level. There's always a lot of talk about district, which gives great guidance and great training for the roles yes, in Rotary. Yes, they do. Uh, which we can't, uh, uh, you know, let go. But, uh, Edda, how can our listeners join your club, the soul of Rotary is the club? How can they join the Rotary Club of Yarra Bend? You can uh, contact us through our web page, yarrabinrotary.com. You can also contact us through our Facebook page. Yes, and I see there's a phone number that you... There is. The number is 859-56721. Leave a detailed message of your name and your phone number and we'll be in touch and we'll have a conversation over a cuppa. It sounds like a wonderful idea to get people interested where you detail all those projects and people can really put something back into the community. It's not just about taking out of the community, is it? No, it isn't about taking out of the community, but the one thing I have believed in all year is having a conversation. Who knows what comes from it? Excellent thinking, Ed, and, and uh, well done to you. And thank you for joining us this evening on the Rotary Radio Show. And Thank you for your contribution, which you've told us about in another year of Rotary, putting service above self, which is our overarching theme. And you and your club, I know from experience, being in the same cluster as you are, are a great asset to Rotary in the community. And uh, you really are a fine example of the annual motto. This is this year's motto, uh, which is be the inspiration. And from what I've heard, you certainly are. 
So good luck with the remainder of your year as president and uh, more strength to the Rotary Club of Yarra Bend. Thank you very much, Ian. It's been an absolute delight. It's been a delight to talk to you. Thank you, Edda Williams. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was produced and presented by Ian Salick of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. More podcasts can be found on iTunes by typing into your browser Rotary Radio Doing Good in Victoria or alternatively by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www.rotarydistrict9800.org.au and clicking on Rotary Radio.